0: You know, where I thought a lot about in the last few years is, um, you know, more of related to older people, and, and especially my dad. You know, you, yeah. you know, my dad has Alzheimer's, and um, he does most of the podcast with me, which has been. Just great for both of us. He he always man. He always enjoys it. And and after every recording, Palmer, we we end the recording, and I know in the next five minutes, my dad's gonna call me, and he's gonna be like, "Man, bud, that was awesome!" Like, and I just like <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It, you know, regardless of how many people ever listen to those episodes, um, getting a phone call like that and knowing that like I've generated this positive thing on his yeah. calendar and a good experience for him. Um that's really valuable
1: to me. Hey guys, I'm Anthony Palmer and this is Wake Dead Drinker Repeat. I'm joined again this week by my buddy Travis Macy. Travis made his first appearance on the pod back in August of 2021 and I'm thrilled to have him back. Travis is a dad of two. He's the host of the Travis Macy show. He's an author, endurance coach, and just an incredibly genuine human who I feel very lucky to get to call a friend. Travis and I have talked about some of the lessons he's learned about his life while hosting a podcast. The privilege of getting to share stories, our thoughts on leaving your mark on the world, his family's journey with Alzheimer's, adversity, and much more. If you haven't checked out the Travis Macy show, be sure to do so. It's a great podcast, and it's one that I'm very proud to have as part of the Palm Tree Podco family of shows. Along those lines, I'm also very excited about another new show joining the family. It's called Turning on the Light with Eric Bell. I'm going to be dropping the trailer for that show in this episode. So please be sure to give it a listen and check it out. And then also to go and subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast and let me know your thoughts. I'm really excited about this show while you're at it. Please be sure to rate and review this show on Apple podcasts to follow along with us on our social platforms and to share this episode with a fellow dad. So here's this week's episode titled growth through adversity with Travis Macy. Kind of just work our way into the, into the episode here. Thanks. Thanks again for, uh, for coming back on the pod it's it's been a pleasure uh you know it was it was super fun having you on the first time this summer and kind of staying in touch and obviously getting to work together and whatnot but um yeah man I've been I've been uh been excited about talking to you again
0: yeah, well thanks Palmer. It's awesome to be here, awesome to be here with the audience. Um and I just want to thank you publicly for for doing the production uh for my podcast this year. It's it's been it's been fun. You've been doing a great job. Uh, a lot of the guests have um really appreciated the uh uh you know the social media assets that you've created with uh, thumbnails and video and stuff. So um thanks. It's a, it's a new level of uh, professionalism for me and the podcast world. And, <laughs> well, yeah, let's it's a low bar fun still. To, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's been fun to, it's been fun to share that with you and to, you know, to watch you grow your business and your offerings with producing other podcasts and to, uh, to connect you with some of them. Like I really enjoyed connecting with, uh, Dr. Kevin Sprouse from the podium podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, cool, cool to feel like there's this sort of team synergy, you know?
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I mean, one of the things, and, and ultimately part of the reason I reached back out to you is in, in listening to your show, um, both, you know, as a, as a fan and, and, and doing work for it. Um, it's, it's crazy to me and I think we talked about this a little bit the first time you were on, but just kind of that, the interwovenness of like being a dad and kind of just the outdoor world, right? Like, and the, the growth opportunities, the teaching opportunities, the time together, all of it. And, you know, going, going all the way back from you and your dad kind of coming up, getting to run together and all of that, and. Uh, you've talked a lot on some recent episodes about like going hunting with your son and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, what, what does it mean to you in not only in those moments, but then getting to reflect on those moments and have conversations about those moments? Like what, what does that mean Mm -hmm. to you to get to share in those memories or share in those moments and create those memories with, with your kids like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It means a lot. I mean, it's uh, you know, being a a parent to you know or in this case a dad i mean that's a it's a lifestyle it's it's not you know you're not <laughs> you're not a dad just like part of the time right yeah. um you know you're you're a dad all the time and you know i don't think it should be all of your identity, but hopefully it's a, a big piece of, uh, anyone's identity. Um, and, and for me, the, the outdoors are similar in that, you know, it's not kind of like, uh, this thing I do every once in a while, it's just, it's, it's part of my life, you know? And and for me, like if, if I don't get outside and do at least, a little something each day, even if, uh, like today I'm, I'm a little bit sick. So I'll, I'll I'll do outside is probably a couple walks with my dogs, you know, and it's like one degree out all day today, (laughs) cold, snowy Colorado day, but still like, I I love it. I just, I love, I love being out there and it just, it makes me, it makes me feel better. So, um, you know, I do, I, I want to be very, um, conscientious of not pushing my kids too much in any given direction, whether that's outdoor, sports or outdoor activities or traditional sports or, you know, even academics. Like, I think, you know, every, every person should get to feel their own way, um, out in the world, but it's, it's definitely important to me to just provide those opportunities. And, um, I, I do have to say, you know, in the, um, in the parenting experience, my kids are, are nine and 11 now. So they've kind of, you know, and I've talked about this on my own show. So they've eased out of like the the little kid stage and now they're, they're like full on kids, you know, (laughs) they're not little kids. (laughs) And for me that this current parenting stage has um, it's been easier. It's been more natural for me. You know, the, the phase of little kids at home is uh, you know, it's just, it's very intense um you know i think a lot of dads listening to this can probably relate to that you know it's i'm not, i'm not saying it's bad or anything but it's just it's harder to get out and do stuff you know it's it's uh you know when you when you have a schedule that's dictated by nap times and you know things like that uh it's, well, it's just not... the,
1: sorry even just the mood swings and the the challenges mm-hmm. that are presented with the the younger you know like i yeah I mean I, I was just sharing with you that it's not been super cold here lately um but you know there's been a couple mornings where like I wanted to throw Ollie my little guy on on our on the bike and just go for a neighborhood cruise first thing in the morning but it's like it's still cold enough and you got to deal with like his like toughness factor there which is fine he's 3 isn't like to go enjoy being in 40 degree weather with wind chill for an hour you know mm-hmm. what i mean like but yeah another 10 degrees, he'd be fine or another three years. And he probably would have been fine with yeah, it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it it is, it's yep. like that, that, that uh I natural is probably a really good word for it. It like the, the progression of being able to just do stuff with them is yeah. yep, certainly easier. Yeah, and and my it.
0: kids, you know, they don't always want to get out and do sure. something or the same thing I feel like doing. And they, they very much, you know, they're, they're like, kids everywhere. Like lots of kids, you get out of school and it's been a long day and like, they just want to come home and, you know, veg out for veg a little out, bit yeah. till dinner. and that's that's okay you know that's that's uh that's totally fine particularly you know as they get older and maybe you know currently they each two or three days a week they have practice of one sort or another after school so you know those days where they don't have it if if they want to just hang out and rest or you know play video games with a friend like that's that's totally fine too but but um it has been for me more and more rewarding just to you know. Do, be a little more active with them. And, and we've always been active. We've always traveled with with our kids. I and mean, we actually did a lot of international travel with them when they, when they were really young, bringing yeah. them to some of my races and stuff. And we've actually done a little bit less of that recently, you know, as as the demands for their school have been bigger and they've gotten more into their, you know, their own sports and activities, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I've had a blast, um, skiing this year with, with both of the kids, you know, they've just, they, they've, enjoyed that. Uh, Lila got a new mountain bike for her birthday. So we, you know, went out yesterday and cruised along. <laughs> we, we rode like five miles or something. And she was, she was super proud. You know, That's I, I awesome. really enjoyed it. Um, she's always just, uh, been she she's very mindful and notices you know she we're riding along she says dad just stop this look at the sunset it's so beautiful that's that's, you know like that's that's great and you know my son would never say anything like that because he'd be you know hammering (laughs) yeah 90 miles (laughs) an hour yeah neither neither is is better or worse but uh yeah anyway it's it's just yeah it's it's part of you know part of the lifestyle part of how i how i uh grew up and, you know, where we live, we live in a pretty small town, uh, you know, fairly remote here in the mountains in Colorado. And I, I was actually, I was, I was in a store yesterday, the Verizon store in town, uh, and the guy in there's like, Oh, there's nothing to do here. And I'm, I was just like, Oh man, you know, I didn't say it, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> sure. like, I moved here. Cause in my opinion, everything I want to do is, is right here, <laughs> right here. And and almost all of those are, are outdoor activities. Yeah.
1: It's it's funny. This is a a bit of a pivot from where we just were, but you're you're mentioning international flights, and it got me thinking. I've got I've got one of those like parenting milestones coming up where um, I'm going to be in two weeks on a on a flight with with both the kids. Uh, my wife, without my wife, she's having mm-hmm. to join us a little bit later because of work some work stuff. But uh, it'll be Oliver's first flight at three, yeah. you know, at almost four, yeah. and just you know, there's a there's a uh, kick of the pandemic for you if, uh, yep. <laughs> if yep. there is if you've never seen one before but I'm like oh man that's gonna be a big one like first time <laughs> on the first time on the plane I don't I uh I I wasn't with Anderson for her first one, um, so it's it's going to be an interesting uh, <laughs> one yeah. of those interesting parenting moments. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, you well you you got it, and oh, uh, it'll
1: be fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, who who knows? Uh, you know, I was going to say Anderson's old enough to to help out, um, and you know, you you never know who's going to be nervous about the. Shit, Experience I'm going to be the most nervous one. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah, well, they can they can help you out. They'll, uh, they'll get you a as, snack. as the human that
1: hates to fly. Yep. I will be the most yep. nervous about the whole yep. thing I for a multitude of, of reasons.
0: Yeah, I had one of those. I um, Lila was one, and Wyatt was three, and we were flying to Portland, and uh, my wife Amy was was there already, and then we were coming in later to meet up and we we're gonna go do a um I was gonna do an ultra running race there and anyway we we get off the plane you know and it's kind of been one of those epic days you know lots of just you know crying and diapers and whatever and so I go through the airport make it in um and I was in the car rental line I had booked a rental car and you know Lila's crying just you know who knows diaper ash too long in the car seat or whatever. <laughs> Why is just Running around, like pulling down, you know those those little things they put up to to make the, lines in the, the bear, car line, those strips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know he's knocking those down and like you know screaming and everything. And finally, I make it to the front of the line and and I give give him my driver's license and my driver's license is expired. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, no. and, like I just had my my birthday and you know I I didn't notice. This is the first time I've looked at it. And sure. So my license is. The Expired, and you know I'm like I'm like, well, can I still get a rental car? They're like, oh yeah, yes, you can still get one. We just need to get a hold of the DMV in Colorado, and they need to fax us <laughs> like you know the updated one or something. So anyway, I called the DMV, and the DMV wasn't open, and oh man, it oh was my just God. yeah, total total chaos. And and I still had Amy was doing a work thing there, so I still had like three days with just the kids, and you know the rental car is kind of a big. Piece yeah, of this plan. yeah. <laughs> like, pretty important. Yeah, drive around and get to the place we're staying and stuff. And anyway, we kind of had to we had to wing it from there. But uh, I don't know. The, <laughs> the point is, it, it was quite stressful uh, in the moment, and uh, now it's just a good story. So yeah, I'm already
1: I'm already like going through the checklist of like, all right, how much. What's the like appropriate amount of sugar to bribe them to do well that won't also take them over the top, right? Like there's there's a middle ground there of like how much candy to give them on the plane to keep them chill, yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, candy and iPads, question. man. Yeah. But, I,
0: I would say whatever, when it comes to something like a, you, you know, <laughs> when you're flying on a plane, it's different from the every day because the every day you don't want to, you know, start right. grooving for negative habits and stuff. But But my thought when you're on the plane, it's like, Whatever works in the moment. Yeah.
1: Survival tactics.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, charge up, charge up those iPads, you know, before you before you go. And...
1: No doubt, <laughs> yeah. I will. Uh, I will have to report back on the uh, the episode that drops after the flight on uh, on how it went. Yep, <laughs> so, cool. Well, so where I was going, part, partially where I was going with my my opening question to you, you know, is you, you're you're a, a a very talented writer and storyteller, and as somebody who you know, as a former English teacher who loves <laughs> to read and, and the written word and whatnot. How have you, have you really spent any time kind of thinking about like, and I'm asking you this, I guess, like podcaster to podcaster, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting kind of getting to take these stories that we have and that we ask other people to share with us and be able to put them out there in a way in which other people, you know, really generations haven't. Right. Like, and I, I find mm-hmm. it funny sometimes thinking about these stories that we tell and like, is it, is it something that my kids going to listen to in 15? Like, I'm not that they necessarily would, but if they did, you know, yeah. like I just, I think it's kind of crazy, the opportunity that we have on sharing these stories for other people, but then thinking about that, the, the like chronicling of these, of our kids' yeah. lives, right? Like it's, it's kind of an interesting way of getting to like put that narrative down, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a, a video, audio, photo album, um, of sorts. And yeah, I don't know, who knows, will my kids go back and, and, um, read or listen to this stuff or I, you know, I wrote a book, um, in 2015, it came out. And so at that time, like my kids weren't old enough to read it, but uh, they're they're both old enough to read it now. And, you know, they, they have, like, I signed a copy for them. And so, you know, they each have one somewhere in their room and I think maybe they've read parts (laughs) of it and, and who knows, I bet sometimes maybe they, you know, maybe they will read the whole thing. And, And what's interesting is like, even that, you know, 2015 wasn't that long ago, but I look back and it's like, that was, that was a snapshot of where was I at at that point in time in in my life. And, you know, I still like the book and I still agree with, you know, most of the stuff in there, but I also (laughs) think, um, you know, some things have changed and like the next book will, will be different. And I think my writing has changed and I'm at a, at a different point in my life. And, um, so uh, yeah, it's just a, in anything. It's a it's a snapshot in time. And I also, as far as uh, you know, creating this record or or chronicling things, you know, where I thought a lot about in the last few years is, um, you know, more of related to older people and and especially my dad. You know, you yeah. you know, my dad has Alzheimer's, and um, he does most of the podcast with me, which has been just great for both of us. He he always. Man, he always enjoys it, and and after every recording, Palmer, we we end the recording, and I know in the next five minutes, my dad's gonna call me, and he's gonna be like, "Man, bud, that was awesome!" Like,
1: and I just like <laughs> that's, that's awesome,
0: it, you know. Regardless of how many people ever listen to those episodes, um, getting a phone call like that and knowing that like I've generated this positive thing on his yeah. calendar and a good experience for him. Um, that's really valuable to me. So, so again, who knows? I, I mean, the, it is just mind boggling to think about data and how much, uh, how much content is created every day. Yeah. You, you know, I, I mean, I I don't even know what to call those numbers or anything about it, but there's so much out there. So in some ways, like unless a piece of content has something super special or catchy or, you know, it's the TikTok challenge or whatever, like it's not going (laughs) to, it's probably not going to get in front of that many people, but I do think about like, you know, when my kids have kids and hopefully these podcasts somehow exist and, Something, you know, I hope that they can go back and listen to, you know, hey, here's your here's your great grandpa Mace, you know, uh, when when he was an old guy, listen to what he said, listen to, you know, imagine what Mace's life was like, what his life was like when he was born in the 1950s, you know and how different that'll be from you know the the 2050s or whatever when I, when my kids have have kids so yeah think, it's a it's fun to contribute um to that for sure
1: I think all the time about my um my recently my as of net or as of recent i guess my last living grandparent my mom's dad um who lives fairly close to us has lived just a i mean, you know, probably a relatively normal life in the spectrum of like the world and whatever, but a very interesting life. I feel like at times his work and uh, he he served in Korea. His his life growing up from the forties, you know, forward up in upstate New York. His time working on farms, his military service, his government service. Just, a, I mean, just an interesting an interesting life, right? And um, I have, I have so many times, and it's funny because he's like the most, and I say this in a very. Joking and loving way, but he's the most egotistical human on the face of the earth, right? He's only child. I mean, the man loves himself more than any anybody should, right? (laughs) And uh, but I, I, I so often have been like, man, I would love for you to sit down with me with this equipment and just give a little bit of your story, and it's more just to not lose the voice, to lose the the that storytelling of it, right? And um, I think my as i think i shared with you you know my my dad's mom recently passed away and um there there was such my my we called her nona my my nona was so good at um at telling stories i i i would love to listen to her talk about my dad and his siblings growing up and sharing those story it just her her the way in which she would say words right like just her her ability to tell that story and um I think I thought about this with you and your dad, just in editing your guys show sometimes of like, man, I want, I want some of these things from my parents captured, right? Like I want to hear, I want to be able to go back and hear my dad talk about something to hear my mom talk about something and just how cool of an opportunity that is to be able to have those things, you know, to, for our kids, for us, for whatever. I mean, it's, it, it really is a unique, uh, world that we're living in and in, in being able to share stories this way, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to spend some time for sure, and I'm I'm glad I'm getting to do it on an ongoing basis um, with with my dad. And I I think for for any um you know anyone who has a creative impulse out there, whether that's writing, you know, drawing, podcasting, video, whatever, you know, let that be part of your motivation. You're creating something that yeah. you know in some way or another is going to ho- hopefully can outlast you and uh even if it's just like I said your grandkids or great grandkids you know flipping through something down the line. Um yeah I just I think that's I think that's cool. And I think it's also uh I remember when I was in college a, a professor I really liked said you know guys anytime you hear anything about generations it's really important to pay attention you know and and he assigned some of these books and articles about the different generations and um and I, I, I have, you know, tried to follow along. It's just, it's so interesting to follow, you know, the the boomers and Gen X and you yeah. know every everything else after that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just, it's it's fun to be part of that process for sure.
1: No, I agree. I agree. This is something I've been really excited to talk specifically to you about because it's Alrighty. something I know I struggle struggle that I deal with that I would ever. But um, you recently did an episode with uh, Doctor Doug Jowdy, and um, he was speaking about the a short story that he wrote the the horse and the man. And um,
0: mm, awesome, I've, you're holding I've, it up right there. There I've, you go.
1: I bought it after you guys talked cool. about it because yep. I was, shout out
0: to Doctor Jowdy. I will I will send this to him. I'm glad that his influence is uh, is growing. Oh man, it was such it's such an
1: incredible short story, and it's so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to, I, I, I could spend time running down that rabbit hole and I really don't buy the book, go get it, get, get it, read it. It's like 10 pages. <laughs> like yep. You will yep. dog ear it and chew it up. And it's, it's so worth it. But it's a lot about this conversation about uh, placing yourself where you are or being being okay with yourself with where you are right here, right now. Something that I think I find to be a huge struggle, especially as a parent, as an entrepreneur, as Mm -hmm. a a son, a brother, a husband or whatever. I mean, it's just those, all of those forces colliding can make it very hard to, to do that. Right. And, um, I was reading, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but, uh, Ryan holiday's book, the daily stoic, I, I Mm -hmm. read a passage usually most days in it. And, um, this one just the other day was, uh, it was, it was titled the enemy of happiness. And, um, the, the last couple of lines in it were locate that yearning for more, better someday and see it for what it is, the enemy of your contentment, choose it or your happiness. Uh, as Epictetus says, the two are not compatible. And I, you know, it's, it's funny how the stars align, right? Like I read that passage around the time that your Jowdy episode came out that I was personally dealing with feeling pretty overwhelmed with a lot of different things. Um, and I, I I was very uh, it was I appreciated hearing you talk about your struggles with that you know and I think mm-hmm. it's fair to assume that probably a lot of people listening to this um are face face those struggles as well of of the, that balancing act so I guess I kind of wanted to just state that and throw it up there and then let us just kind of maybe talk yeah. around that a bit for a minute because I think I think it's something that's really important to kind of shine a light on and and talk about what what has that been like for you since kind of discovering that about yourself and, and working through those, those things?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, Palmer. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I I love Ryan holiday, uh, you know, fantastic author and, um, yeah, that, that book, the short story, the horse and the man, um, you know, it's this story, uh, that for me gives takeaways, like it's important to be curious. Um, it's important to, to slow down, uh, yeah. and it, you know, it's important to, uh, be okay with, with everything, not being in your own control. Yeah. Um, and, and being along with slowing down, it's being patient. You know, we have this juxtaposition in the story between a man who is rush, 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 hurry, hurry, hurry. Next thing, you know, I got to, um, you know what we often hear from I, I think the greater society, like success now, go big, 10. I, I kind of chuckle inside every time I hear like the uh you know, 10x this, 10x that. Yeah. <laughs> like I kind of I don't know, 10 10xing stuff is not really for me. That's kind of emblematic of that mindset of like yeah. more faster now, you know, shortcuts, right? Do do these hacks and you 10x everything. Um I don't know I just I don't know if that's uh if that's very realistic um uh, you know one, one, uh, one of the stories I like to tell myself is is that I get to uh define success however I want to you know we we often um you know there there's these uh what are they called them psychology projections or something i don't know the correct word but basically these these false ideas that uh for example the more money i have uh the happier
1: happier i am yeah. i will
0: be uh you know or or another one is um you know there is somewhere out there this perfect partner for me who who my one true love you know who will always be on the exact same page as me <laughs> with 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 everything and and those uh you know, for me, it was, it was helpful when I, I read those in a, in a book, um, about Carl Jung and his work. Cause it, it was like, oh, these are, you know, these are false, false stories that probably everyone deals with, uh, at some point. And, it, yeah. and it's just, uh, it's just not realistic. And, and, you know, I mean, I think to maybe go back to the, um, you know, the parenting focus, I, th- I think that, that, um, probably for a lot of parents, dads, and moms, there's this, this tension, you know, between on the one hand, the success, the, you know, move forward, go fast, the 10X, like, you know, gr- grow my career. Go, go, or, go, yeah. And, and even, you know, I did an interview yesterday with, with a guy who's a fantastic podcast guest. And, um, you know, he, reflecting on his career, uh, you know, he's he's been by by traditional measures and, and probably by his own measures because he seems like a happy person but you know he's made tons of money he grew these these huge businesses uh you know etc and did and did really well at it um and that also you know for a lot of people it just it depends on what your family looks like that that may not be very compatible with a lot of time with with your kids on a daily basis especially yeah. if if they're if they're young kids or especially if you know the other spouse is working more out of the house and you're the one who's maybe you know working a bit from home with kind of this you know crazy schedule of you know uh parenting and working a little here <laughs> and there and you know trying to stay fit that kind of stuff i think there's um you know w- when i was a kid you know I don't, I don't know about you but i feel like i wasn't exposed to many models of, of that at least in, in my own family you know is more traditional like dad goes to work every day all day mom does everything else you that know, dynamic has
1: shifted it feels like so much in just the last like five to ten years mm-hmm. like maybe less I mean it really does feel like that has been this new age yeah to your generation so, so, comment earlier
0: yeah, like, yeah. and, the, and that you know yeah a newer model where maybe both people are working or or again uh, mom's going to work and dad's doing everything else you know with the, with kids in house and that kind of stuff and um yeah it can it can be hard when you haven't seen that model when you haven't seen um you know exemplars uh if you will out um out uh out in front of you um and and i think to go back to uh, Dr. Doug Jowdy, you know, one thing we talked a lot about on that episode was, um, you know, this idea of the the scoreboard, I think, yeah. uh, especially in, you know, in, in, in male culture, um, with, with boys for, for better or worse. And I'm not saying it's all bad. Like I, I love competition. I love getting after it. I, th- I think that, you know, those are things men and boys, uh, should do, but, you know, we also have to realize there doesn't, have to be a scoreboard for everything, and yeah. uh, and comparison um, is where where it can really get tough when we look at you know oh look look at him you know or look what he's he's doing how he's spending his time and you know as as we've discussed or as you know people I'm sure have seen with with social media you're looking at someone else's highlight reel and we forget that you know everyone else has ups and downs and you know shitty days uh, as well. You know, and even reflecting on, like I, I had kind of a shitty morning this morning. I was feeling kind of sick, and I and as I went out, you know, taking my dogs on a nice cold walk, there, you know, I kind of realized, like my my head right now is stuck. Uh, I'm, I'm stuck too much inside my head, and I'm thinking too much about the the scoreboard, you know, and the uh, yeah. the 10x kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's really easy to do. I mean, it's funny I, again, like I was saying, you know, kind of how the stars align. I try. I don't do it every day as much as I should, but I try when I read that, you know, whatever the passage is from the Daily Stoke that I kind of sit and I've got a, you know, just a moleskin journal. And I kind of try to just reflect a little bit on what I read, where I'm at, do kind of a temperature check, you know, anything that's going on in life, whatever. And it was, it was just funny how all of those things aligned that day when I read that and I was like, man, I needed to read that so bad, like to, to just Sit there and go, like, okay, I've got you know X amount of different jobs. I'm doing these things for these different people. I've got all this, but like I still found time to do this today. I found time to do a short run today. Wasn't as long of a run as I wanted to do, but I got a run in, you know, and like the kids are happy. We nobody fought with anyone today. (laughs) Like, yep. Okay, like that's That's okay. It may not be what I envisioned for my day or what I felt like I needed or whatever, but it is what I got, you know? And I can be miserable about that and be like, damn it, I wanted to do this today and this and this and this. Or I can just kind of shift that perspective a little bit and not worry about what, when I'm on social media, it looks like this person got to do with their day and how, like, Mm -hmm. how do they have time to do all of that shit, you know? And because it, I mean, it just doesn't help to do that, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to make yourself yep. more miserable. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. 10x yeah. yourself and to death. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, you know, it's it's doing doing your best day by day is is what matters. And you yeah. know, I t- I tell oh, my my endurance coaching clients the same thing all the time. Perfect is the enemy of good, you know. So yeah. if if your plan was to run for 65 minutes and you had 23 minutes, well, go out and run for 23 minutes. And, you know, that's, um, that's great. That's, uh, that's enough. That's okay. And, and, uh, you know, the, the people who, um, you know, the people who make an impact over time, in my opinion, it's, it's a lot less of being blessed from above with something special. And it's a lot less of, you know, this incredible breakthrough or the hack that, you know, 27 X (laughs) is everything. And it's a lot more of just, consistent effort over time, day by day. And that was, uh, you know, I, one of my favorite podcasts I've done was with an author named Matt Fitzgerald, who's a a prolific author, especially in the endurance training space about running and triathlon and mindset. He's got all these, all these great books, you know, and and I look at him like, oh my God, there must be something, you know, special about this guy that he can continue to just write all these, these awesome books. And it turns out, you know, what's special is that he just does it consistently. He said, you know, he set up his life so that every day he writes. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's what happens over time.
1: I don't know if you've ever listened to any, I know you said you, you like to read holiday stuff too, but if you've ever listened mm-hmm. to him talk about his writing, I mean, the guy I've got most of this stack right here is, you know, his books. And I mean, the guy puts out, he's like what, 30. I mean, I think he's like my age. He's like 32, 33. And he's, yep he has written like 10 books or something. I mean, it's something crazy, but he, that's kind of what he says, you know, and he's, he's done some like Instagram videos showing his like notebook or his, excuse me, his box of note cards that is all as he reads, he writes a passage, highlights something, marks it. He's got all of his stuff laid out. And he's like, it's just the, it's the practice of doing it. Right. Like, and it's, it's establishing that routine and that rhythm and and having it and um, no, it's crazy. It, it really, I, I, I like that statement a lot. You said something a while ago on one of your shows, kind of just like you did about how you communicate with your athletes of, and I, I'm really bad about that when it comes to personally to like, to my workouts, because I use them so much for mental therapy, just to mm-hmm. like check down and be ready for yeah. the day. Yep. Um, but it's, you know, when you, and I am in no way, shape or form calling myself like a massive endurance runner or anything like that, but you, you get to a point where it's I like, mean if, here's
0: the thing, if Palmer, if you, th- if you think you are an athlete, if you call yourself an athlete, then, then you are an athlete. Oh no, for sure. You know? <laughs> but,
1: but I guess what I'm getting at is like on the days where, you know, you can only get out for 25 minutes or three miles or whatever it may be. And you're like, yep, ah, I need that. Like physically you're like, I should do more than that. I need yep. more than that. But that's where you have to check the box and go. Well, this is a mental thing for me today, right? Like I just yeah. didn't know that I did it. And
0: yeah, yeah. And that's and there's good. always
1: tomorrow, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And even, you know, I'm sure there's some scientific study, you know, when they talk about uh, you know, exercise is, is better than any uh, you know, antidepressant and stuff, like those yeah. studies, they're I feel like they're usually based around like 20 minutes of mm-hmm. exercise. You know, a lot of those oh, yeah. people they're they're doing a a 20 minute walk. Um, and, and I think that's a great takeaway is that yes, for the, the mental piece of it, which for, for so many of us, that's a, a key reason to, to exercise. Um, it, it doesn't have to be, uh, that much. And and sometimes it's, yeah. you know, in the running world, you know, we, we make up these, false stories that can't come from nowhere. Like if I'm gonna go around, I have to go at least an hour or it's like so insane. You know, I don't know why it, it we do that. Yeah, it doesn't count as a run unless I go three miles and it's uh 730 per mile. Like you know, yeah. are, are you kidding like you're still you're still running or walking or whatever yeah. you do. You know
1: it cracks me up my 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 coach who's a, a good friend of mine I've known I've known Patrick for 20 years. Um we <laughs> this recent plan we've been doing as of, you know, the last year or two on our interval days, he has me, you know, walking in between intervals on some sets. And I'm like, the first time we did it I'm like, PG, I'm out on a run, man. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you want me to walk <laughs> for 60 seconds and then do the next interval? Like, that's stupid. And I, I was ignoring him and I was just running,
0: uh-huh. uh
1: you know, I was slowing down, but I would run a little bit. And then my my times were shit. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm like, I'm yeah. running when you say to walk, he's like, why? You know, and
0: I'm like, it, says it doesn't walk compute. It's a yep. I to run. I'm not on a yeah. walk. I'm on a run. Yep. <laughs> you know? It says walk for a reason. Yeah. I, uh, you know, in the, in the ultra running world, like a lot of my clients are training for, you know, these, these mountain ultra trail running races and you know sometimes people ask me you know well is is or the i walked a little out there is that okay and i'm like hell yeah it's okay like in in the sport of ultra running you know the 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 second or maybe the first most important sport is walking and uh, especially in a hilly race absolutely you need to practice walking you need to have different uh you know different strides and techniques yeah. for for walking um yeah absolutely
1: no i love it i love it so Going, going back to your, the 10 X thing here for a second, because you, your kids are, you're right around the age of my oldest of Anderson. She's 10. And it's something that I think we're going to struggle with, or at least I'm struggling with it because I think societally we're teaching our kids more and more that faster, quicker, better get more done, blah, 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 you know, and it's, it's a silly little thing, but it's like one of those things with, with Anderson. I've, i fight with her all the time on. And it's like you have a pile of two lo- arms worth loads of things that you need to carry upstairs. Right. Like the logical thing would be to pick up a reasonable size load, take it upstairs, come back down and get the next one. <laughs> but instead it's I'm going to do it all in one pass because I'm going to do it quick and I don't want to have to spend more time doing it and whatever. Yep. And that's to me, I think that I, part of it may be a, a kid thing, but I do think some of that's the pressure of the, the way society is now of like that constant go yeah, do you more guys, do
0: faster it's it's the it's the man in, yeah. in the horse and the man book
1: yeah it is are you guys dealing with that with with your kiddos are you, uh, have you found any ways yeah. of talking about that I mean, I, <laughs> yeah I think it's <laughs> I yeah think it's
0: no real. I yeah I think we all are I, I I and yeah I I agree um you know and and exactly how these things manifest, you know, the more is better, the faster, faster, faster. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can put a finger on any, any one given thing. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm a big believer of different things work for, for different kids. Um, I'm a big believer in trying to set uh, intentional examples. Yeah. I, I think often that's um, more effective, Than uh, you know, the, the lecture, the, you know, the, the sage, advice that we think we're offering down, you you know, from, from the dad chair, uh, and my, my my kids are going to get old enough to call me out on, on that, you know, either, either in a nice way or sometimes not, uh, a nice way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm learning, uh, one thing marriage has told me is, is to uh, try to be better at, um communicating things at at the right time you know what you say and when you say it uh and and especially you know for if if someone listening if you if you have a kid who you know maybe tends to get riled up or dysregulated that kind of stuff you know i feel like i'm learning more and more like those times when when the the energy is is heightened that's probably not a good learning moment you know that's a and actually that's a an interview i just did with a with uh, another, um, psychologist named Stacy York. And, you know, her comment was basically like, uh, how did she phrase it? She said, we, you know, when, when a child becomes dysregulated, our, basically our, our goal is to co-regulate, like, that's not yeah. a, that's not a teaching moment. Uh, you know, it's probably not a punitive moment. And that's not to say there's not consequences for behavior. Cause that's, that's an important piece as well. But, you know but that's in a the really moment. hard
1: moment as a parent i think <laughs> yeah oh I, yeah i'm i'm saying I
0: mean, all this as if i'm no I, I know no trust I've me i know i mean I, I i know you and
1: i live that with 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 a couple of our kids a little bit more than than with others but um
0: yeah
1: you know that's a hard <laughs> that is one of those things where it's like because because you think about how you would have responded as a kid right and it's like if i was acting that way intentional unintentional i mean we know it, it's hard when there's the emotional dysregulation in it and everything it's like you could just reprimand me and I would stop, you know, and it's so counter to to that experience and to what you feel like you should do in that situation. It I mean, talk about you you've mentioned the word patience a couple of times. Like that's a big one, man. Like just swallowing it and stepping back and being like, okay. I just need yeah. to give you a hug right now and tell you I love yeah. you. And yeah, we'll figure the rest of it out in a little bit. But God damn, that is that is tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really tough. yeah
0: Yeah. And just you know the a a person first approach. Uh, yep. you know, kind of like if you have a student in your classroom or or an athlete, you're you're coaching. you know, you want to meet that person where they are and move yeah. them forward. and And with parenting, um, you know, that that can be <laughs> so wonderful and challenging because you look at, you know, okay, these kids are siblings, or, you know, here's a couple kids who are the same age yeah. <laughs> chronologically, but developmentally. They're at very, you know, very different points, whether that's athletically or in their interpersonal communications, or, you know, in their ability to, to, you know, some some ten year olds may be fully ready to, oh, Dad, great point, I will take this in two loads, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and others like, you know, that's just <laughs> steps away, and and it may, you know, sometimes we have to face the reality of like, okay, what is you know, where, where are we at and what is the, what's the most, we, we can't address everything at once. So what are, what are we going to address now and overall I'll just try to keep it positive?
1: Well, when you figure out the answers to all of that,
0: no, and, yeah, uh, write I, your I, ne- I and write have... your
1: next book on it, will you, uh, will you send me a copy? No, um, yeah, I got, I, uh,
0: Palmer, I got two hours till my kids get out of school here and, and how all of that will be applied this evening. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: I know I'm <laughs> secretly I'm dragging this conversation on as long as I can. Cause I have to go play parent the rest of the day and I don't, I don't really want to. <laughs> yep. Oh man. But so you'll get,
0: you'll get there and you'll do your best, you know?
1: Absolutely. No, it'll be, it'll be good. It's, I am, I'm happy to see the sun poking out. I'm going to hopefully get these kids outside because yep. they just do so much better when you get to go get out there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yep. That's what so, I always say. Kit, my, my kids, my dog and me, if we can all just get enough exercise, <laughs> life is, life is good. Everyone's happy.
1: <laughs> Everyone's good. Yeah. It's like yep, you enough. Be-
0: yeah. And food, food and exercise.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one, that one kicks in. I made the mistake the other day of, I took the kids, we live right behind uh, my daughter's school and on the weekends you can get on the playground, you know, and they leave the gates open and everything. And, um I made the mistake the other day. If we went up there just kind of on a whim, we were out playing in the backyard. Like, oh, come on, let's go to the playground. Let's go play on, play on the park. And we were up there we were running around for like, I don't know, like 30, 40 minutes. And it's far enough where it's like, you don't want to come home to get a bottle of water and go back. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but my little dude just all of a sudden hit that like three-year-old melt low blood yep. sugar no oh, water yeah. i was like oh i should have should have brought snacks because yep. this is now going to be a grinder of a 10 minute mm-hmm. walk back to the house <laughs> the,
0: the bonk is a real thing hypoglycemia and on a on a, a bit of a tangent here but i i started testing a continuous glucose monitor from, oh how are you doing this that company you know i know you're into the cycling world and they've talked a lot about it on some of these cycling podcasts yeah. and stuff but it's you know basically a uh, the same thing that's originally it's made for people with diabetes, and it's a yeah. continuous stream of of the uh, you know um, interstitial glucose level. And this company, Super Sapiens, is trying to bring it you know to to athletes. And so uh, they've sold it in Europe for a couple years. They're they're basically testing it in the U.S. It doesn't have FDA approval yet for uh, for sale in the U.S. But but it's uh, it's been interesting. You know, I mean, I I think like anything, it's not a you know one single panacea. That's going to 10 X everything. But, in the world. Data point. but yeah, it, but I have I, like, I, I have, you know, they sent each sensor goes for two weeks and, and I keep thinking like, man, should I use one of these on, on one of my kids? Cause I'm like, so curious, like what is happening throughout the day? You know, a week of that data, I feel like would be some, some very interesting insight to yeah. what's going on at school, you know those challenging hours. You know, I think for a lot of families, that time between school and dinner, you know, yeah. everyone's a little tired. There's rush. There's transition. The witching hour, you know. as we call yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Right? And, and like Four I'm hour. like, what's, <laughs> yeah, what's going on then? Or even you know before before bedtime. And I think you know kids have different metabolism from from adults, and you know they're more likely to, you know, they're not thinking if if the junk food's there, they'll eat it. So. Um, anyway, I don't know. No, that's, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but it, it has to, it streams the day to do a phone. So yeah phones, you know, my, my kids don't have phones.
1: Yet. Are you doing, is it the back of your yeah, arm? It's one little, or, yeah. It's yeah. a little
0: thing on the back of your arm. Yeah. And,
1: Sprouse um, has talked about it. Cause I think they were, yeah. they obviously they do a lot of it with their, with their cyclists and whatnot, but I know yep. they, they, um, that the whole CGM things is a big, yeah, it's, it's,
0: yeah, it'll growing be a lot. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm super curious for like especially for like ultra running and these really mm-hmm. long things. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to to see. Can it, you know, help people in advance and, and help more people finish or have better performances because you know they're they're having more consistent energy levels. So
1: all right, guys. Before we get to the rapid fire section of the show with Travis, we're gonna take a quick break and play the trailer for the new podcast, turning on the light with Eric Bell, coming out Monday, March seventh.
0: Welcome to Turning On The
1: Light Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bell. And I'm Anthony Palmer. Together, we're going to be turning on the light to the discussion around mental health. I've had my own struggles with anxiety, depression.
0: I've seen a counselor, and I've taken medicine. I'm excited to try to normalize this conversation around mental health. We're going to do this by talking about our journeys, by interviewing experts in the field of mental health, and having conversations with folks just like you. I hope that you'll find a
1: story that resonates with you and that you'll turn on the light to your own mental health journey. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and to follow along with us on our social media channels. The show will be kicking off on Monday, March 7th and we'll be dropping a new episode every other Monday after that. Join us as we turn on the light. Well, man, let's, um, I think, well, let me ask you one more question and I know you've talked about it some and then we'll, we'll do some, some not so rapid, rapid fire. Um, you're, we talked a little bit about books, your your book that you and your dad are working on your next one. I know we, we talked about it very briefly on the first show. What, what exactly is it that you guys are hoping to kind of accomplish with the, with the next story?
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, the working title and it probably won't change. Although who knows it's, it's called, um, a mile at a time, a father and son's epic Alzheimer's journey of, uh, love adventure and hope. Um, I think (laughs) that subtitle may have been a little off, but it's, it's basically, it's, it's, it's very much a memoir. So it's, you know, a lot, um, most of it is in my voice. Um, some of it is in my dad's voice via his, uh, journals, um, you know, that, that he did fairly regularly kind of over the last, uh, a few years. And so, you know, it kind of goes, goes back into, some fun stuff about his childhood and again, a window into what was it like growing up in the 1950s and, and a lot of things. I mean, like, you know, some of these stories about, you know, we still something like Alzheimer's and probably most diseases. It's It's pretty tough to put a finger on like, oh, this comes from one certain thing, whether that's genetics or toxicity or, you know, injury, sleep deprivation, whatever it's, it's probably more, you know, a combination of various stuff, but, you know, talking about some of like the concussions that, that he had, like when he was a kid, he was an athlete. And, you know, one day he got knocked out at baseball practice. Cause he got hit in the face with the ball and the coach just took him home and his parents weren't home, but he just left him <laughs> you know, in the yard and his parents come home hours later and my dad's like laying there in the yard and he doesn't know where he is. You know, I mean, it's just like a different, it was, it was a different, different world. So we got, you know, some of those stories and and then really, um, a lot of the book focus on, um, his Alzheimer's diagnosis, you know, how, the initial shock and you know uh, drama and and for me even you know panic attacks and stuff um that that generated and and then moving you know, moving, working through that process, how how we've really tried to create sort of a, a team orientation to it. Um, you know, a lot of stuff about the uh, the Eco Challenge Adventure Race in Fiji that we we're able to do in 2019. So kind of a you know probably some fun if if someone watched that and they were interested. We've got you know some more of the play by play and cool. behind the scenes that that sort of stuff and and then kind of um, you know back into the life life after that. And, you know, just, uh, hopefully it's, um, it's, it's less prescriptive than, than my previous book. Um, sure. but we do hope that there will be, you know, some, some lessons or, or at least, you know, a, a a mindset that comes through that may be helpful to, uh, people with Alzheimer's to the families and friends of people with Alzheimer's and, and to a greater degree, just for people, people going through hard shit, you know, this, yeah. this, uh, adversity that, comes up in life that um you know often is unexpected often comes out of nowhere and just you know smacks us in the side of the face and we have no choice but to but to deal with it and persevere as as well as we can and that's 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 the hope of it that's the that's the motivating factor is you know let's get this thing out there and hopefully it'll um motivate people and and again generate some impact and we um right back to the creative process, writing a book takes forever. It (laughs) it takes forever to write it, um, you know, pitching it, actually getting a publisher, even, even when you've, you know, my first book wasn't like New York times bestseller, but I mean, it did, it did okay, but it's still really hard to, uh, to find a a publisher again. So, so thankfully we, um, and even that was a team effort. We, you know, it's uh, I did a lot of writing, you know, dad did the, the journaling and stuff. We connected uh, with a a co-writer. His name is Pat. Patrick Regan, who's become a, just a fantastic friend and a great member of the team. And I'm really glad about that because he added, um, a ton to it. And, and basically the point we're at now is, um, the, the publisher has the manuscript, the editor has read it. Um, he really likes it, which is, which is great. That's a, you know, the writing is mostly done and, and now, we we still have basically a year till it's on the shelf, uh, which means that whole you know a lot of that. I was thinking about this this morning, like it's you know back to the patience. <laughs> Just, yeah, these things take a long time, but but it's a lot of we're thinking ahead uh, about and the book itself, the design. So the photos, the captions, the cover, the, uh, you know, the photo rights, the, um, you know, the, the forward, like I'm working really hard to try to find, um, you know, someone with a, with a big name who also has a connection to us or Alzheimer's to write a forward, which, which again helps book sales and, and then hopefully generates more impact. So working on that, um, working on trying to, um, you know, set, set up interviews and marketing plans ahead of time. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a process. It's a journey. You know, I know, I know from, um, from doing it before I know the value of patience and, and especially if you're going to go the traditional publishing route, um, you know, you're, you're signing away some degree of, of control, you know, it's not going to be all your own timeline. Like they, they have other books to publish, you know, they'll they'll work hard to get your book out, but it's, it's not the only thing they're doing. So you gotta, you gotta be patient.
1: Yeah. I would imagine that that's, that I would struggle with that. I just know myself well <laughs> enough to know that I would struggle with that. But yeah, yeah, I think
0: well, yeah, you, you've I don't got, know. You've I mean, got an just, end in yeah. sight
1: that you know is going to be rewarding. Yep. And- it's
0: the way it is, and I and I do think um, we don't have the actual on shelf date, but but Amazon and and then I think you know Barnes Noble and even independent bookstore websites. Usually you can pre-order uh, mm-hmm. starting nine months beforehand. So once I'm hoping pretty soon we'll have that on shelf date, and the, and then we'll have the, you know, again pre-order date, and and that'll then that's good because then on our podcast we can start talking about it yeah. or other, you know, things like this or, or articles or whatever we can you know try to mention it, and and and, it, and that feels good to, you know, just kind of have I don't know have this thing that yeah <laughs> people can look forward to.
1: Well, that's exciting, man. You guys really, I I've told you offline before. And as I think I shared with you on the first episode, just being a family that has also gone through some trauma on the medical side, just when my, when my dad was sick and then, you know, recently having lost a couple of grandparents through the Alzheimer's front and whatever, I mean, it's a, it's a hard road. Um, and it's, it's made easier only by the team and the family and the love and whatever around. And you guys are, a uh, a beautiful example of that um, through and through and I think it's really cool that you you get that opportunity you have this opportunity that you guys have created to to continue to share your dad's story and your all stories together and it, it really is um, if if uh, even if somebody's not in the endurance sport world but is going through any of that just that relationship between you and your dad on your podcast is just a really beautiful thing so Uh, I commend you for sharing that with everyone.
0: It's really cool. Thanks, Palmer. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We're just, we're, we're doing our best. And yeah, I'm sorry. You guys have had to go through that stuff as a family. And I think you're right. It's, it's, it's the team focus and it is, um, I, I know for me, I mean, I mean, back to this idea of adversity forces growth. Sometimes we we choose adversity, but you know, the the getting out for the run or the you know doing the race or you know the the big uh, hike that you did through the state park. I remember you shot me some yeah. photos a few months ago. Like that's adversity by choice. And then sometimes we have this adversity that's not by choice. And and this um, for me, this Alzheimer's thing, it was. It's like, you know, you're going along, like I'm in my late thirties, I have kids, you know, house, whatever. you like, Oh, I'm, I'm an adult, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then this thing happens. And I'm like, holy shit. I, this in, in a whole new way, this is pushing me to really be an adult and to yeah. really, you know, take, take on a new leadership role in, in my family and do, you know, do some things that feel um, initially very, very uncomfortable. Um, but I also, you know, it's also the way life goes, you know, (laughs) like that's all, that's all natural, that change in, that change in roles, you know, it happened sooner than I thought. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've tried to do our best with it.
1: Well, and you can, as we talked about, you can try to control that and be miserable in your ability to, or your inability to control it, or you can be where you are, embrace where you are and kind of just accept accept it for what it is, but. Yep. Um, all right, man. Well, let's, let's hit a couple, uh, a couple, not so rapid, rapid fires here. I honestly, I didn't do my homework. I should have and looked up what questions I asked you the first time, but no. I've added some new ones uh, since I, so. I,
0: I have no idea what they were either. Palmer, so <laughs> well, good. It'll surprise yeah. us both. The real test will be if my answers are consistent, are the same,
1: I am going to pull yeah. it and I'll play them together. We'll yep. see no,
0: as, a, as a, you know, anyone who's, who's been a, a teacher can tell you sometimes like you just, you got to start making shit up. It's like, Oh, there's still three <laughs> minutes left. Okay. <laughs> Here it comes.
1: <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll start with an easy one. I'll give you a little softball. What uh, what's on your playlist? What do you what are you listening to these days? Music, audiobooks, podcasts, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of pot I like the podcast world. I mean, mostly wake up, drink, <laughs> repeat show. You know, I listen to each episode about five times. Oh, good. Thank uh, you. You're, you're yeah. our five
1: listeners. That's
0: <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I like um, I listen to the Meat Eater podcast. Most weeks that's kind of a you know hunting, mostly hunting, but some conservation sort of stuff. um, I listen to the NPR up first um yeah pretty much every day that's a good um I've tried to be intentional about not overdosing the the news diet um yeah, you know as far as at, at times just it generating anxiety like it can for for a lot of people so you most days that's enough news for me and then I'll listen to a little usually again NPR um while I'm driving along uh I did during the last election I started listening to uh the Daily Fox News podcast as well cuz I just I got super serious like okay I'm hearing this every day on NPR like what does Fox News say? Yeah, and, and, you know it was, it was really interesting because some of the Fox hosts, it turns out, I really, you know, like Chris yeah. Wallace, especially, I really liked Chris him. Chris is actually and a it, very good reporter. Yeah. yeah, which which may be why he's now I think is gone from Fox. Yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> um, he's now, I
1: think. But,
0: you know, <laughs> it just it, it's it's interesting and it's sometimes a little comical to hear both of those. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So mostly those, you know, audio books. Um, I, I listen to I'll do a lot of nonfiction on audio. I just started. Um, let's see what one of them is called. Uh, what happened? To you, I think it is. It's by Oprah and this this guy who's a psychologist, um, and that was recommended by by my last uh, podcast guest. So that was more kind of intellectual research, if you will. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm listening to a self help book that was authored by the triathlete Mark Allen oh, um, cool. with with his uh, a, a guy. I think like, you know, he's sort of a guru, if you will. Um, you know, this sort of mystical, spiritual, psychological leader guy. Um, I think his name is Brant Secunda. Um, so, you know, trying to, that one thing I love about the podcasting is, is this preparation phase of you yeah. know the reading, listening, writing questions, you know, I have a hundred questions that I could ask Mark Allen and I'll probably get to ask him like 15 or something. Right. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. So those you, uh... little little music um, here and there, I actually, uh, Wyatt and I drove to Albuquerque and back last weekend for a soccer tournament. So that's like a five hour drive. And um, he, he loves audiobooks and he's into kind of the kids spy genre. So we yeah. listened to a couple, you know, it's kind of, it's sort of like the dad's, spy books but but like a little less blood and you know better language you know sex and stuff but other than that it's still kind of you know, page turners exciting yeah, sneaking sneaking through corridors and stuff like that so that's cool yeah there's a, a spy school that's there's a series called spy school that yeah man, if, if you have before. a yeah kids who are i, I don't know the recommended age you, you know what maybe eight to 13 or something those spy school are pretty good
1: that's awesome you yeah. uh you've I recently I it's funny how many books I've bought recently because of you. I bought that
0: uh Oh thanks man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Glad I'm selling it? books the, for other Sidd- people.
1: The Siddhartha? Oh yeah, There you guys talked there about you it. Go. I, I haven't oh. started it yet but I'm I'm dying to. But uh, oh, that one in the uh the guide, yep. that was a hell of a book that you Oof. had put up. I I really enjoyed that on on a book. but I was going to ask That's you That's right.
0: Peter Peter Heller maybe my favorite um favorite fiction uh writer. that, that was a great it's, book yeah
1: yep. that was that was a great book did you watch this is why these rapid fire i only i'd never get through quickly <laughs> not did so you rapid. watch uh 14 peaks on netflix
0: i've watched most of it i i okay. started it while i was biking i did i watched uh the alpinist um yeah which was yeah another good one so i was yeah I, I need to um, i need to finish that one
1: I was interviewing Eric Batty a couple of weeks ago and he mentioned, he was saying to me that the actual book, it's called beyond possible by NIMS. Hmm. Um, and I've started it. It's incredible. It's a, it's a deeper dive into the, into the documentary.
0: Wow. Um, okay.
1: And so I highly recommend it. And I've really enjoyed cool. it on audit on audio book. Cause it's just a good one to listen to while you're running or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but I cool. got to you would like it. So beyond,
0: so. beyond impossible, you said
1: beyond possible,
0: beyond possible. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Beyond
1: possible. So cool. Um, all right, man, well, we talked about this a little bit in the show. So I think this will be a cool question to kind of come out and ask, how do you define success?
0: Boy, that's a good question. I, I and, <laughs> uh, and even I said earlier that you get to choose, um, your own definition. Um, yeah. so going back to that, that conversation I had with, with, uh, Dr. Jowdy, um, you know, we toyed around with this idea of if it's not all about the scoreboard, you know, what what is it about? Um, and as I've reflected, you know, I don't know if I if I quite have my my current thesis ready for that, but I, I think this is a good question. I think it's a great one to ask yourself repeatedly, mm-hmm. whether that's once a year or every five years, as as you get older, as your kids get older, as you get to different stages of life that that answer may change. Um, and I think that's okay, but, but I think that, you know, currently I've, I've landed on, um, relationships, uh, experiences and impact as, you know, kind of North stars, uh, if you will. And, and interestingly, those, uh, you know, some of those could be measured in a quantitative way at times or yeah. or or maybe maybe not.
1: So, I so I've really yeah, those enjoy- are, that's
0: that's what's been on my mind. What do you what do you think? How would it, do you do you I knew a, you were gonna do that to yeah, me. I knew you, you were gonna an do that to that? me. I just got <laughs> ready to say,
1: I've really enjoyed asking people this question. I'm really glad nobody asked me that question because <laughs> I have no damn clue. <laughs> yep, like it's it's not fair that I get to put that on everyone, but no, I you know. To me, I think the stage of life thing is really important with it, right? And and I think for me right now, it's feeling like that our that our house is a home, right? Like that my kids are being at the stages of the life that they're in, that they feel the opportunity to explore, that they have that they feel like we're a safe space for them, that we encourage them for growth, but we don't push them too hard. That Michelle and I have a good relationship, that we nurture outside of just being parents all the time that we get to continue to grow as us and not lose sight of that, that we also get to be our own selves that, you know, we check those boxes every day for our own mental health, spiritual health, well being whatever it may be, you know, and I, I like easier said than done. And some days it's some of those boxes and some days it's not all of them, you know, but, um, I guess for me, that's kind of the big, thing right now, but it feels very, um, it feels like we're right on the cusp of that definition evolving, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm kind of getting, Oliver's going to be in kindergarten in another year. Anderson's moving to middle school next year, Um, you know, where Michelle and I are with work is, is feeling like it's drastically getting different in a good way. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it feels very much like that's that we're on this like evolution curve with, with whatever that definition of is of, of success is for me right now. And, yep, yep. Um, I think I was feeling really overwhelmed and scared by that a while ago, but right now I'm kind of embracing that of like, this is the end of this phase, this era that self imposed, but like embrace it. Like this is yeah. the, it, Cause it's only going to get, it's it busier, more chaos, excuse me, more chaotic, but that's a good thing. You know, like it's, yeah, it's changing. Um, Yeah.
0: And it's, it's gonna, you know, the, this, (laughs) this parenting phase, it's going to keep changing and and it changes (laughs) fast. You know, you look at, you know, friends who, who maybe now have kids who have just graduated high school or graduated college or, you know, are getting there and you're like, wow, that, you know, last time I looked like that kid was a little, a little kid. Um, and and I, I feel like, uh, I have a pretty close view of that. My, my wife, Amy does independent post-secondary counseling. So she works with students and families on the college application process and making school lists and essays, you know, interviews, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's good. It's a really important phase of life. Um, and I think, you know, something as, as we, start to look ahead with that is that I just want to be really, um, intentional about let's, let's be able to tailor this experience, whatever it is to, to each of our kids and to let them, uh, you know, tap into how, how does that phase of life look to, to set them up for, what is their version of success? Yeah. And, and that's a hard thing to do. Cause you yeah. think about it, like when, when you're 18, you think, you know, everything. And, and now we look back, you're like, you know, Oh, when you're 18, like you don't really know that much. And so the role of the parent is still very important to help um, craft that experience. But I, I do think it's important just for us to realize that our, our kids are their own people and and they're not, they're not us. And maybe that means they have a similar you know, high school and or uh, undergrad or graduate or whatever experiences we had. And maybe they don't.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's good. I I need to, I'm going to, I am going to make myself I liked, I liked your idea of kind of re-racking the success thing every, you know, year, a couple of years or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to make myself write down what I actually think it is yeah. right now and, yeah. and look at it. In yeah, yeah, months. yeah,
0: it could And even, <laughs> you know, that's going to look different. Some people, that'll be an essay. Some yeah, people, it'll be a sentence. Like I said, currently I have three words that that yeah. feel pretty good uh, to me, but yeah, that, yeah. that could be, uh, you know, if, if you, if you like uh, cycles, that could be like a good thing to do on your birthday. Maybe. Oh
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right, man. Last rapid fire to you, and I'm sure I probably asked you this the first time, but we're gonna yep. no, we're gonna pretend anyways. What's the most important lesson that you learned from your dad? Oh
0: man, um, boy, lots of good ones. I, I think that I'll go to the one that that I keep learning from my dad now. Who is you know he's later in his life. He he has Alzheimer's. You know, life looks a lot different than it did five or 10 years ago, but what, what he keeps showing me now, um, it's just, it's never too late to help other people. And you, you can, you can always keep making an impact and, and that helps them and it. Um, and it helps you. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, he keeps teaching me for sure. And, and that <laughs> this is maybe a, a subscript, um uh, but, but he's also taught me that, um, uh, you, when you're past age 65, that is a good time to get your first tattoo. Um, <laughs> I love that he did that the other day. Because he did. Yep. He, uh, he got right on his forearm. Um, it says it's all good training, just a uh, nice, bold capital. Um, and it just, what a am like, man, what a cool thing. What a good, like, you know, he he's done a great job. And I think we all have, a, you know, coming to somewhat of a point of, of acceptance with yeah. the Alzheimer's stuff, but I think you can accept and, and fight at the same time, yeah. you know, every it's, it's not all black and white. There, there can be this, this bit of both. And I feel like, man, when he looks down at his arm and sees that, that's like a nice good old middle finger, finger to Alzheimer's. Oh, I, like, I, I am, I am <laughs> hanging on baby. This is, this is, this is good training. <laughs> I
1: loved it. I loved it. Was, that was one of the coolest things I think I've ever stumbled across in the in the world of social media is, is seeing that. I was like, that is. Yep. what a badass what what, yep. what a what a great uh what a great uh a great message that we all could <laughs> we could yep. all stand yep. to learn from but thank you again for coming back on the pod man this was awesome I really enjoyed uh really enjoyed getting to connect with you uh on here again and and uh, and share some insights and some stories man it was awesome
0: yeah thank you Palmer uh, th- thanks for having me um, great to be here uh, with with the audience and uh yeah keep up the good work.
1: Thanks, Ben. A big thanks again to Travis for joining me on the pod this week. It was great to have him back on the show again. Please be sure to subscribe to the Travis Macy show. Uh, Like I said, even if you're not an endurance athlete or or play in the world of endurance sports at all, uh, there's still just some great takeaways in it. And um, it's really beautiful listening to uh, him and his dad share stories together. And, um, you know, we talked about it a lot in the show, just just, uh, the memories are getting to make for that, and I, I, I think it's a, a lesson that we could all stand to learn from. So it's a it's a great show, and I hope you check it out. Um, as you guys know, the show has changed dates. We are now launching Wake Dead Drink Repeat on Thursdays. We're also going to be moving to an every other week format. So. Um, just in efforts of achieving all things balance like we talk about on the show a lot this is the the best way for me to be able to keep doing that and um and keep being able to provide these conversations so uh, very much looking forward to having you guys along still just know that we are moving to uh thursdays and it'll be every other thursday if the show comes out so uh any questions thoughts whatever as always please 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 feel free to reach out to me at palmer at uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and uh i hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you in two weeks cheers wake dead drink repeat is part of the palm tree Podco Network of podcast the show is produced and edited by me anthony palmer thanks for tuning in